The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. A new legal psychedelic therapy now available in Alberta thanks to a groundbreaking decision from Health Canada. The legal exemption from the Canadian Drugs and Substances Act paved the way for Calgarian Anthony White to undergo psilocybin-assisted treatment to deal with the severe mental health challenges that come uh, with a terminal medical diagnosis. Now, under the exemption, Mr. White is now able to participate in therapy that includes the use of psilocybin, uh, an active hallucinogenic substance found in what often is referred to as magic mushrooms. Dr. Ravi Baines is a psychiatrist with Alberta Health Services and was with Mr. White at his therapy session. He joins us now. Dr. Baines, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you very much. It's nice to meet you. It is nice to uh, talk with you as well. Give us an idea about the research that has been done um, and and the, the findings that continue to emerge that suggest um, using this type of therapy is really helping people with uh, a number of different um, ailments like anxiety, PTSD, depression. Can you give us a little bit of background on that? Well, I, I could. I suppose that that might take a, a lot longer segment to be able to, <laughs> uh, because it, it, there's quite a bit of evidence coming from different directions. Uh, probably most pertinently with regarding with regards to the patients that you mentioned, um, for people with terminal illness and anxiety, depression, there was a pretty landmark study that was done back in 2016 at Johns Hopkins University, and that indicated profound benefit from a couple of doses of psilocybin interspersed with a form of psychotherapy to to help these folks along. And the data seemed to indicate not only profound and uh, very rapid improvement, but also sustained improvement um, when people were followed over time. Uh, so that was specifically for people who were suffering with uh, with serious illnesses and anxiety, you could say reactive anxiety, depression related to that. Um, based on the, the strength of those results, another study was completed that was just looking at um, depression sort of writ large like all forms of depression not necessarily reactive depression and that study was completed i think it was published in jama i believe in 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 uh in november and that indicated profound benefits from a very similar protocol which would be a basic sort of psychotherapeutic protocol protocol that was interspersed with two uh two treatments with psilocybin which would be what we would call psychedelic assisted psychotherapy sessions and what it showed, um, you know, without getting into the weeds, but it showed something like four times the magnitude of beneficial effect as compared to, to conventional therapies, which would be the antidepressant therapies in particular. Uh, and so those results were so strong um, and the level of adverse events associated were so low, uh, I think that they kind of opened the door to to Health Canada. Then there was a group in BC called Therasil who made it a mission to, to be able to get approval from Health Canada to be able to use these substances, particularly in the beginning for people who were suffering with end-of-life anxiety. That sort of cracked the door open. I think that started in August or, or uh, 
uh, yeah, I believe August of this year, and subsequent to that, about 20 people have uh, gained approval, including including Tony. Uh, and the even more exciting thing, I think, is that it seems that the door is widening further, such that people who are suffering with uh, other disorders, which are not directly related to end of life, so simply treatment-resistant depression, treatment-resistant PTSD, perhaps OCD, are going to be it seems getting approval for this therapy uh, and so I think that there is a, a, a ray of hope uh, for these people that that wasn't uh, apparent uh, as little as much as like a year ago you know so Dr. Baines how does this work I mean with the psilocybin how does that work in the brain compared you know why is this working better than maybe other therapies what what does it do in the brain that's a great question. That's a million-dollar question. So if I'm to be honest with you, uh, these medications, and it's not just psilocybin, but also other medications like ketamine uh, or even LSD for that matter, these medications have complex receptor profiles. We, we have some idea what they do on the biochemical level, but to kind of bring it down to a layperson's level, uh, what they seem to do is they seem to disrupt the ordinary states of consciousness and along with that, they seem to interrupt the ordinary way of perceiving self, other, you know, the world, um, perceiving self in the world, sort of a breakdown of the sense of self, perhaps going back in an atavistic way to very early stages in, in uh, human experience, like infantile experience even, and allowing for what you might call a, a hard reset of, uh, of the sense of self and other, and that allows for a state of creativity and openness, uh, greater amenability to psychotherapeutic uh, changes or lifestyle changes and so on. I mean, it sounds like something you'd watch in a movie or something that you'd read in a book, and there might be people saying, oh, come on, yeah, really going all the way that far back. But you've seen this work. You've witnessed it firsthand, haven't you? I have. <laughs> How amazing is that? I mean, it that is, is just really incredible. It's, yeah. it, it's, it's almost miraculous, to be honest. And, you know, and it's even more miraculous to think that these things are just right under our nose coming from nature as opposed to necessarily coming from a laboratory. Dr. Baines, I think it's important for people to know that this isn't um, like maybe when people were back in college and you know you pull out that baggie of magic mushrooms and you throw them back or you brew some tea and you know sit around and laugh with your friends that is not how this works this is under you know the whole process the actual therapy is very controlled isn't it is that what you guys did in college uh, I'm not answering that one. <laughs> uh, it's, it's very controlled it's a very controlled setting but of course the psychological processes that the patient undergoes is not so controlled you know that's a bit of a wild card and what's fascinating about it and I'm a psychotherapist by training myself but the process is so different because you, you sort of have to give up all of your models of therapy and sort of give in to in this case the magical fungus which is a very humbling experience right because you're taking a back seat to literally to a mushroom Mm-hmm. Now, from what I've read, I mean, again, it's not just taking a dose of the mushroom, but there is, uh, there is, um, you know, some, some some therapy beforehand before you actually do the the 
let's say the the session with the mushroom can you explain you know the process and maybe i mean you were with mr white um when he went through this maybe you could tell us a little bit about about that day and what happened if you can the day in question. Well, I, I mean, I don't want to, to give up any any of uh, Mr. White's uh, privacy, but, um, you know, basically it was a very quiet, very internal sort of experience, and by times it even appeared to be um, boring, but, you know, when Mr. White came out of it, uh, I can assure you that, that uh, his experience was anything but boring, and he came out of it sort of rejuvenated, sort of in a state of wonderment, and, you know, this is a gentleman who is struggling with physical issues, and that has continued, but he's noted, and his partner have noticed remarkable improvements uh, in his sense of peacefulness, in his sense of uh, um, feeling at ease uh, that they they never imagined, and so the consistent report has been that, that this has blown past any expectations that they, they had had. Dr. Baines, what what does the future hold, what does the future hold for for this type of of therapy? Yeah, you know, and I love that question and of course, you know, I I I can only informed speculate, I suppose. Um, but, you know, I'd say one of the really interesting uh, issues that it does bring to the fore that I'll just also mention is one of the reasons that I uh, was excited to sort of pursue uh, something like psilocybin therapy or ketamine work, which I'm also uh, working towards uh, delivering, is because of a failure. It, my, by my perception of failure in the standard therapies, and that would be typically the antidepressant therapies and the sedative hypnotic therapies, which we have seen really exponential increases in prescribing of uh, since the Prozac days back in the 1980s, uh, to the point where some 20% of the population are on these medications at any given time. And these are not benign medications. They come with plenty of side effects. Now, at the same time that you see this huge increase in prescribing, you also, if anything, see increases in rates of depression, anxiety, chronicity, substance abuse, suicide. So they're not, they're not going down. And so I would say that these therapies, even though they're not exactly new, they've been around you know, since the 50s and uh, even earlier than that in some cultures in various ways, um, but they really do represent a broadside challenge to the conventional therapies. How are they going to move forward? I mean, that's difficult to know, but given the strength of the evidence and the safety of these agents, uh, it, I mean, medicine moves very slowly, uh, uh, painfully slowly sometimes, but it is difficult to see uh, how we're going to be able to hold these therapies back. Increasingly, over the past few years, patients have been coming to me and, and asking me that they read this about psilocybin or they heard that about ayahuasca. And I, you know, I've had to be in the uncomfortable position of having to bite my tongue because I do have uh, some knowledge about these things. And at the same time, I certainly can't recommend anything that isn't legal and puts me in a precarious situation. Now, I would say for the first time, um, 
and I say it very happily that people are coming to me with treatment-resistant depression, treatment-resistant PTSD, and I'm able to say to them, you know, here's a therapy that we, uh, it, we, we, we can try with you, say, for instance, ketamine therapy, and I can say that there's a very good chance that this is going to be helpful for you, even curative, uh, uh, if it's not too much to say, remission, I should say. Uh, if this doesn't work, you can make an application to Health Canada for psilocybin-assisted therapy. This is also a very robust treatment. Uh, and if that doesn't work, then we're hoping that 2021 uh, we're going to be able to prescribe uh, MDMA-assisted psychotherapy, which has very profound effects according to the research on PTSD. So I would say that these people who uh, would come to me in a state of hopelessness um, and I didn't have a lot of wonderful news to offer them up until recently, well, this is all changing. And so the horizon for psychiatry, I'll put it this way, I've been doing this for about 15 years and and I think that the second half of my career is going to be a lot more interesting than the first half. Sounds like it, Dr. Baines. Where do where do people access and or or get this therapy? It's it's not offered in a lot of places. Yeah, right now I'm working in a clinic called Wayfound Mental Health, and we're looking to start implementing ketamine therapy, which is something somewhat similar to psilocybin. Um, we're waiting for the college to come down with official guidelines, hopefully later in the month, which should stipulate what we're able to offer and what we're not able to offer. Uh, Syntac Institute, which is the group that helped uh, helped. Uh, Mr. White to be able to make his application for Section 56 exemption. They're taking applications for people who uh, want to uh, petition uh, Health Canada for exemption, and they can be found at syntaginstitute.ca. And um, that's what I know so far, but I would think in the next year or two, you're going to be seeing clinics opening up. You're going to see uh, more people uh, stepping into this work um, because the demand is certainly there. Is there one in Vancouver or Victoria as well, Theracil? Theracil is the, the uh, a pioneer of, of, uh, of this work from Vancouver, and Syntac would be the provincial equivalent of that. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating stuff, man. I could uh, I could talk to you all afternoon about this, Dr. Baines. Yeah, I hope absolutely. that we get a Call chance to do it again. <laughs> yeah, I would love to to have a, a longer conversation at some point. Thank you for uh, shedding some some light on this. And and again, it's it's uh, it's a process to 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 get approved. But again, if you want to find out more, syntacinstitute.ca. Dr. Baines, thank you so much for making time for us this afternoon. You're more than welcome. Take care.